thought. Um, I'll give you the uh, exactly the, the, pr the starting point, which is from Safer Act, and then you know where I, where I went went with it. Others, the Rav Chaim Friedlander has a thought uh, in his Safer on Midos. So he has a section on the Midos of Chesed, and obviously this week's parsha is Mitzvah So I thought it was appropriate to talk about it. And he, he develops the following thought that, the, that we know there's a mitzvah to be misdamed to Kodesh Baruch Hu, which human beings are supposed to be like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu is Rachum, we should be Rachum, the Kodesh is Mabash Arumim, we should be Mabash Arumim. Echazal, we have different Lashonas, but all of them are talking about the, the different meters of a Tav of a Kodesh Baruch Hu that we are supposed to incorporate into our into our Anhagas as well. So he suggests the reason why that's so. Um, or at least one of the reasons why that's so. So obviously part of the reason why that's so is the human being, the reward we're going to get in Wasil is by connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the only way we can connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu is that we have some element of similarity. So then we, two things which have some level of place where they're similar, they can connect. Um, so where do we have similarity to Kaddish Baruch Hu? The version made us that we have the ability to have the, some of the hug of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in us, therefore we can connect in the future. But he says a different point. He says that the Russian created a world of chesed. And we are, are, are part of our, our job is to be Makar Kodesh Baruch in the Bria, is to see the chesed of Kodesh Baruch in the Bria. A person who is attuned to the concept of chesed will see chesed. And a person who is not attuned to the concept of chesed will not notice the chesed which is taking place. In the same way, the Veld says that, you know, that... Um, if you, you have multiple people looking at looking at somebody, so the shoemaker will notice the shoes and the tailor will notice the suit, and the, the barber will notice the haircut. They'll notice what they're attuned to. So even that much more so in regards to seeing in the Bria the world of Chesed, will you notice it or not? So he he hints to it, he, he, he says a maramokim to a, to a piece from Rodalta from Kellum. The Alta piece is the following, that he says, we, we, we've mentioned this before, Avram Avinu is, we know clearly that Avram Avinu, that if we, we look at the Mida, which is outstanding Avram Avinu, was the Mida of Chesed, Avram Avinu was Chesed the Avraham. The same time Avram Avinu is the Russian Maiminim. He's the first person who came to the recognition of the Baruch and through his own contemplation, he was a tremendous Machshava. The Ramam says that he started at the age of three years old, contemplating the possibility of Kaddish Baruch Hu running the world and trying to understand what's going on. And he and he stayed with that this process of thinking about it for forty five years until he was forty eight years old, and he came to the full accord of Kaddish Baruch Hu. So he's a tremendous philosopher. So it seems to me that Romino had two extraordinary characters. He had the ability to be a tremendous thinker, a philosopher. He also was a tremendous Balchesed. So is it, it could be, it's Sufelic, as they say, it just happens to be, coincidentally, that he had both of these meters. So the Alter Kalim says, no, that's not true. It's, it's not, it's not coincidental. He says the two of them actually are very, very dependent on one on the other. Aramavina was the one who saw Kodesh Borchels and Hagar in the Bria. The reason why he saw Kodesh Borchels, Hashem running the Bria, and the impact of what that means in the world of Amuna is because he was a person who did not make himself the focus. And a person who saw the, the human beings around him 
and saw the world around him, he wasn't the focus. He was looking outwards. That person will see a Kodesh Baruch in the Bria. And the person who's self-centered and it's all about himself, the same way he doesn't notice the world, he doesn't notice the, he, the people of the world, he doesn't notice a Kodesh Baruch in the world either. That's what the Altar McKellen says. So now, Revolva has in Ali Shurchelik Bays, he has a series of different meters that they that he worked on with a, with a group of young men. And he had a series of what he calls Vadim, where they would get together, and they'd be Misvaya together, get together. And they'd work on these meters, and they would do it. And he, he details some, some of the points that he dealt with in these groups on different topics. One of them is Chesed. So his first. His first vad that he has with them, he gives everybody an assignment. An assignment is to go out and three times a day contemplate people's needs. You, you meet somebody, a random person, think about what their needs are. Don't do anything, just understand. So you meet the, the, the mailman, think about what, what does the mailman need in his life? What's, the, what's important to the mailman? What is, what is he thinking about? You go into the, into the bank and what, what's the teller, what's, on, what's their needs? Okay, so in the beginning of the second vod, after describing the importance of such a concept, that's like kind of what he called avas chesed. It's not just doing chesed, but feeling about the chesed, etc. The people report back that they found in general people out there basically have the same needs as they did. So Revolva says basically what that means is that you, all you've done is see yourself ref- multiple times everybody else around you. You're not seeing them, you're seeing yourself. Right? So that's obviously the point was to get to the point where you can actually see the other person, understand what their needs, even if something which you don't necessarily need. You can't necessarily personally relate to it, but you can get out of your own skin into somebody else's skin. So that's the avoid of chesed to do that. That's, that was what Revolver writes. So I was thinking if you combine the two thoughts, the following. Now, the version, the, the part of the, the, the chesed of a and the Bria, is the beauty of the Bria. The, the, the Bria is extraordinarily beautiful. If we if we think about it, part of the extraordinary beauty of the Bria is the human beings in the Bria. We, when we talk about the beauty of the Bria, we sort of think of the beauty, we think about the trees, and the animals, the, 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 the various different geographical types of uh, places, and uh, etc., mountains, rivers, etc., we never stop to think about human beings as being part of the beauty of the Bria. Obviously, because I'll talk about a beautiful person, you make a brach on them, etc., because of the beauty it's there. But the person not so beautiful, right? But the world is so, it's so varied, variegated, it's so, everybody's so different. There's a certain beauty to that. And if you don't, so if all, everybody in the world is just another me, so I'm not, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a pretty interesting guy, but if there's seven and a half billion people, which all they are is another carbon copies of me, it's going to get very boring. Right? The, the life is going to be very, very, you know, <laughs> okay. David's shaking his head and saying, no, okay, you know, even, even I can't be interesting. If, it, if there'd be a hundred clones walking around, you it would start getting like, you know, the same stupid jokes again and again. Like, you know, it, it's... It's what part of the beauty of the Bria is that it's so varied and it's so exciting because there's so much going on. Based on the fact that, because I'll say, just like the people do not look the same, they don't think the same. 
So it lends itself to a depth of understanding, of, of challenging, of thinking, of experiences based on different people's personalities. So if, if part of my avoida is to understand that the, the Russians chesed and the bria, so what, what Rukhan Freelander is really saying is, so and the more I get out of myself and I see the people around me, I start seeing an extraordinary bria. So I start to hearing the Russian's chesed that he has in the Bria, that he created such a Bria, which is so extraordinary. That there's so many different w- ways of looking at the same thing. There's so many different ways of, of thinking about life. And, uh, and all of them have some merit to it. There's some, there's some depth to it. There's some, some chiddish to it. So it, 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 the world has such a depth to it. But I only can do that the more I get outside of myself. So what happens is a fascinating thing. That if I get outside of myself and I start noticing that, I see Kodesh Baruch Hu's chesed and the Bria, that expands my understanding of what chesed is. So I, at that point, my understanding of chesed is greater, I start seeing the Bria even more. And it becomes a cycle that, that enhances my, 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 my understanding of chesed muscles. But, because I, I see the Russian's chesed, so I see how much chesed there is, I start thinking outside of myself. So then I say, I notice more chesed, so I start thinking outside of myself. And I keep seeing more and more and more what an extraordinary, beautiful world that there is. So I think this ties into a different thought then, that the Altavan Kellum says a fascinating thing. He says, Avram Avinu, according to Chazal, really the epitome of Avram Avinu's chesed was his tent. And the Medrash gives us descriptions of this tent, etc. The Torah gives it two words. Vayita Eshel. Okay, Bever Shova. Right? Tells me where it was. But this extraordinary tent, we're not told about the, 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 the psachim that it has. We're talking about the way he would serve the food. We're talking about he would tell the, the people that they had got his border. We don't hear anything about any of that. He says, Vayita Eshel. The one place where Rabbi Amino's, we hear Rabbi whole story of his chesed is with the malachim, which don't need chesed, because they have no need to eat. On the other hand, Rabbi Amino's, the, the Rabbi of the Keda, psukim after psukim, lech lecha, with the, the, those things where he was being challenged by Kodesh Baruch Hu, as it were, the Ben Adam Lamachim, Seems to get a lot more mileage than the Beron Lachaberoi. So we would have expected the person who's the paradigm of Chesed would have sort of got, we've got, we've got a lot more press on the on the Chesed side, on the Beron Lachaberoi side, than on the Beron Lachaberoi side. And it's not so. And the one place where we get all this press about he, he gives them, you know, the, the animals, with, and the Chazal say, he shut the three animals. I mean, they, how much did the Malachim eat already? You know, even they thought they were they were Arabs, you know, but you know, there's a limit how much they eat. He said he wanted each one that gave their own tongue. Even if one tongue is quite a quite a piece of meat. The three tongues, each one got their own tongue, so they had to shut three animals. Right? So we get to people don't or beings which don't need it. So the, the ultimate element a different piece is quoted Raman Zilber in his um he quotes this piece from the Altam Kellum. He says the Altam Kellum was medayik from this. That there's a mistake that people have out there, 
the Beron Chaberu is, is, is to be understood as an independent part of the Torah, parallel and equal to Beron Lamokim. I said, that's not what it is. Beron Chaberu is an extension of Beron Lamokim. It says, the reason why Kodesh Baruch wants you to be a Meitiv is because he wants you to be like him. And therefore you can connect to him. The reason why the Russian wants you to be a Meitiv is because if you see the world as his you see the human, the, being, the human beings in the world as his children, you would want to be mated to, to them. The, 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 the concern for the world is rooted in a recognition of, of who, who is the one who's, who's creating the world and running the world. So it, it's a vehicle for an ex, an ex, a growth in the world of Ben al It's good to be, we should good people. Right? But that's that's not the goal of Chesed. The goal of Chesed is something beyond that. And so you have to say that because it's interesting. You know, after you make this introduction over here, because I'll say that the the Torah the, the Torah is is it's right? We're told that the Russian makes clothing for Adam and Chava. We're told the Russian buries Moshe Rabbeinu at the end. So the 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 belt says, why is it more time? Is it more insightful? Why is it more time? This because you know if you have a book and you're not you're in a rush, you don't have time to really read the whole book. You read the first few pages, you read the last few pages, and you got to idea what the book is about. You open up the book and it says Chesed. Okay, you go down to the book and it says right to Chesed. So the book is about Chesed. I don't Chesed Yibonim. The Russian that's true. The Russian made the world because he wanted to be native to us. But the word doesn't say that. The word says, I have to see concrete things which are taking place. So, so if you want to say, what, what's that the Torah is, Russia is, it's Gemil Sassadim, I have a better idea. Say the Russia created the world. The Gemil Sassadim is that he gave clothing to Adam and Chav. I would have went straight to he created the world. The more seems to gloss over that. The more says, okay, very nice. You know, uh, the, the Russian was a shatkin. He made his mashadach and mechava together. The malachim came and they danced and they played music. You know, and they they made gishmaka meat to eat, which, by the way, is is a accord to the rishonim, which learned that was allowed to eat meat. He just wasn't allowed to kill animals to eat meat. Um, that you know, that he wasn't a vegetarian, right? Or unless you say it was whole, it was meat from shemaim. It's a different story. I don't know. Okay, whatever. But. Um, the point that the Gemara is saying is, yes, obviously the Russian created the world to be made to us. And the Russian created the world that the whole act of creating the world is Atava. But the Gemara says that the Russian wants us to be like that. He wants us to be in the world like that. That message already is in the concrete example, etc. But the point, what the ultimate Kalam is saying is, but we have to see that in a larger context. So, we, we we mentioned this idea before, but some it's going to be repetitious. But I think it's you know it fits very well with this thought. The Ramban on the mitzvah of the Ramban says the Torah is not being mechayiv to love somebody else like you, like you love yourself. It's not realistic. The Russian made us that we love ourselves, we care about ourselves, and that, that we care about our, our wives, our fa- our children. There's a natural instinct to care about them more than other people. The Torah is not being mechayiv me to. Were the were the people in the world who reached the Madriga? Maybe I don't know, but that's not the mitzvah. That's not a mitzvah which is for the the masses. So, so what is the mitzvah, which is for the masses, by the way, which is uh, still pretty challenging? 
He says what what what, you, what the Russian wants us to do is to want for others as much as we want for ourselves. We have a tzlocha with our children, they should have a tzlocha with their children. We have parnosa, they should have parnosa. We have kabba, they should have kabba. It says that we should we should eradicate from ourselves the meat of kina, this 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 detestable meat of of jealousy of kina. That's what Ram says. Now, the meat of kina we spoke of a different time is really rooted in the concept of yitachem. That the, the 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 reason why I, I, the way for a person not to be jealous is by not is by realizing that the Russian runs the world, and he gave everybody what what they're supposed to get, and I have I'm not going to touch anybody else's at all, and I created a contentment in the, in, the, in what I have, visiting my relationship with the coach Brook and how he's taking care of me, and the, and, I, and therefore what you have I'm, I'm totally happy you should have good also. Because how does your good or bad, having good or, or bad, affect what I have? As long as I feel satisfied with what I have, which is rooted in the fact that I, I know Coach Prophet is taking care of me and giving me. So that's the, the well, we spoke about the, that's based on, based on the Vilna Goyen that says, Lesachimot is the, the, the tent of the Sarasadibras, which really encompasses all of the Sarasadibras. So Lesachimot is really, Living a life of Hashem but the Ramban says that's the mitzvah of Recha Kamoicha. So it means that Hatzrecha Kamoicha really is the mitzvah Lasachlan, which 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 the, the Goyin says really the mitzvah of Hashem Lekecha. So it comes out the source for Beit Olam Lachaveiroi Hatzrecha Kamoicha is really rooted in this concept of seeing the world as an expression, a reflection of a Kadosh Baruch seeing everything in the world as a reflection of a Kadosh Baruch Every, everybody in the world is Hashem's ch- children. Everybody in the world deserves to get something good from the from their father, and I'm happy that they should all get also also get. So halakamecha is not just being you're being a nice guy; it's a whole new way of looking at the world. Um, I would take it a, a, a step further once we're going down this path. So first, okay, first of all, one point is, so this answers the question of the Kliyakr. So Kliyakr on the Pesach of Hathorech raises a question. Chazal tell me that Rekiva says that Hathorech is a Klagod of That seems to be the primary cloud which absorbs, includes everything. On the other hand, we have a Gemur and Marcus, and the Gemur and Marcus says that there's the 613 mitzvahs, and David Melech came and he distilled the 613 into 11 mitzvahs, and Yeshai came and he distilled the mitzvahs into six, and then Micha came and distilled them into three, and then uh, um, Yeshai came and distilled them into two. Yeshai came back and did, did a second distillation into two, and then Chavakah uh, came. So, the, so the Kliyakah says, so "Which one is it? Is it which one is it? So, with this thought, we were just saying right now. So, we we, we I said this over once, actually twice. I said this over to the group, right? But it's it is a good thing, right? The Goyin says on that Gemara that that's the the meat of Bitochen. So Bitochen is Losachmed, and Losachmed is after Echad Gemara. 
So how many of those yichti and we have to convert our mamish to exact same mitzvah? It's not a kasher b'chlam. The yarka gives a different teretz, which is a difficult teretz. But okay, but I, you know, I, 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 my bekiyus in German philosophers is extremely minimal, and my bekiyus in German philosophers is usually things which are quoted from in, from other people who happen to quote them. So I once saw a, a quote um, from one of the German philosophers, a fellow in Leibniz, that he said that every soul is a mirror which reflects the, the picture of God in the world. So it, it's a fascinating thought that in other words, if we look at each person as, as a unique individual, and he has a unique perspective, and he has a unique understanding, and he has something more to, to, to add to the, the, the dialogue of the world, each person, in a certain sense, is reflecting a, a mashu of Hashem's pr- wisdom. He's, giving, he's putting into the collective body of wisdom and understanding. He has, everyone has, every he or she has something to offer in that respect. So our awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is expanded tremendously the more we see each person as not just a karma copy of me, but we actually see them in all of their, in all of their depth. So the mitzvah which is the mechaiv me to get out of my skin and push it, see them as who they are with all of their depth and their understanding and their contribution to the wisdom. Right? If I can, if I can get that, my my understanding of, of the 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 is expanded tremendously. My understanding of what 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 the the so the mechaiv besides the direct benefit of helping this individual, that's one part of it, but the bigger part of that is it, it totally re- remakes the universe for me. Um, I told you, um, my wife and I once did a, a, a program in you know, the, the Cure World. What? The seed program, we did a seed program for two summers, so we also did a we did a Shabbos in Columbus once in Rabbi Chinn's shul actually, um, right, right. So, right, we said that, that the 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 greatest opportunity for Chesed is in marriage. It says, why is marriage a tremendous opportunity for, for Chesed? Because the Bereshit puts together two individuals which t- see the world totally differently. Okay, and and of course we think our way of looking at something is right, and we're put with this person who pushes sees the world totally differently, and we have to be willing to accept the fact that their their viewpoint of the world is as valid or even more valid as ours. So we're giving away our monopoly on how to how to think. And for the world of a Ben Torah, where we are thinking as our primary function of, of our Vodas Hashem, we, and we hone our, our minds on how to think about something, be, to be willing to, to 
admit or embrace the possibility. There's another way of looking at it, which is totally not my my system, and it's just as valid. That's a tremendous mice of chesed. Because we all feel very strongly about how we relate to something and when we think about something is very important to us. And if I'm going to validate your way of looking at it and saying, you know, that's a totally valid way, I've done a tremendous, I've, I've validated you as a person because we connect, we define ourselves by our thought process very much. So the biggest chesed is not the fact that I, I, I take out the garbage. is that I respect my wife's thought process. And say, you know what? She's got a good, you have a very good point. I see you seeing it differently than me. And I would not have thought like that. I would, I would have thought, oh, I thought that that's wrong. And I hear you saying, you know what? Maybe I think you're right. And that's hard to do. But the result of that is when we, when we embrace that, we expand as human beings. Because now we have another way of looking at something. It's also valid. So we're not limited to looking at something in one way. And that allows me to see other people. The training ground of the wife allows me, allows me to see that I can do it with my kids. So, so much of the problem of the challenge of parenting, especially when the kids hit the teenage years, even younger sometimes, is, you know, listen, listen, kid, the way I see it is the right way to look at it. And I'm going to stuff it down your throat because I'm much older than you and, I, and I'm so smart and I understand everything and there's no way you can have anything, any intelligent understanding better than me. So therefore, I'm going to straighten you out. And that's my responsibility as a parent to make you think right. Now, I understand that it's a hard for that because, of course, I'm smarter than them and I know more than them and I have more experience than them, etc., etc. It doesn't mean that they don't have points which are valid. And sometimes they chop in the kuda, which we, I don't chop. Sometimes they chop in the kuda about what their needs are, which I don't understand because they understand better than me because that's them. And at the moment, I'm willing to say, you know what? Yankala, you know, you have a very good point. I see where you're coming from. I didn't, you know, and I'm, I'm willing to get into their mind to see how he sees it. From his vantage point, X is really important to him. I'm validating him as a human being. That is such an important source of self-confidence for, for that young man or young woman is that the parent who plays such an important role in their life is willing to say that the parent is, is willing to say your viewpoint is more valid than mine. Vis-a-vis you. He trusts his thought process now. But every single time, I said, no, 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 Kinder, uh, let me explain it to you. So what am I telling you? You don't know how to think. Only I know how to think. So what's he supposed to think? He's supposed to trust his thought process. So it's a big problem in Kinder, this issue. But where do you learn that? You learn it with your wife. Right? So that, but, but, this, but beyond that point, I'm saying what, what happens is you grow as a human being by doing that. Because now there's other ways of looking at something, which are also valid. Now, part of the, the challenge, I think, which we have with this, especially for, you know, I think people which are trained in, in the yeshiva world, a lot of the process of trying to dissect a thought process in yeshiva is we try to get to what the kernel of the, of the foundation over there is. So we present it in the language of, is it this or is it that? Which forces us to look at the difference between the two possibilities and start bringing in proofs back and forth, etc. Right? The problem usually is by the time you're finished that there's, there are probably riots both ways. And the answer is, you know, whatever, somewhere in the middle, right? You know. But there's a fallacy in that thought process. So a person gets into an accident. So we say, like, you know, what, so what caused the accident? 
Was it the fact that he was tired? Was the fact that it was nighttime? Was the fact that his tires were bald? Was the fact that it was raining? Was the fact that he was speeding? So which was it? The answer was all. It was all of that. It was because he was tired. It was nighttime. It was dark. It was raining. The tires were bald, and he was speeding. Right. But the Gemara Cup says, you know, we, it, it, we have a Hakir. Is it this way or is it that way? It's both. <laughs> you know, like, you know. So when you're discussing a theoretical concept and you're trying to take it apart and see, see what the foundation is, that's a very good tool to how to look at something. But in life, it's not like that. In reality, in life, it's a, it, it's a combination of all the factors. So when we take that, that training, we said that with our wife, and my wife says, you know, this way. So no, 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 it's this way. Because there's, there's two, there's two <laughs> either and, and either I'm right or you're right. And of course I'm right, you know, because I think better than you. Yeah. So that, 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 the, the starting point of the challenge of these type of conversations is a fallacy, bad sense, because both are true. Mehekotes is the only one way is true. And both are needed because the, the only way you really understand what happened is by having layers of, in it. So I expand the human being when I do that. But what, and then what we're saying now, we're at what we're at. This that we discussed before. What, what we're adding right now is, and that lets me lets me see a Kodesh Baruch Hu better. It lets me see the depth of what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is doing in the world. It goes from being two dimensions to being three dimensions. So my havan and a Kodesh Baruch Hu is greater. And then, I, and then I hear that the chesed of Kodesh Baruch Hu made, he made such an extraordinary world. So I see the chesed of Kodesh Baruch Hu. So I want to, as it were, expand my understand, my acts of chesed as well. And, if, and the more I do my acts of chesed, the better I get at, at being a chesed person, the more I notice chesed in the, in the Bria. And the more I notice Kodesh Baruch Hu's hatov in the Bria, and the cycle continues again and again and again. So how the Rekha is a tremendous mafteach into how to talk and become a, a, a maimon in a Kodesh Baruch Hu, how to talk and see a Kodesh Baruch Hu's chesed, and incorporate that. The, the, so, so the last thought with this, and then I'll let you people go, is um, davening. So, excuse me one second. If you ever wonder why I say the bracha quietly, I have two reasons why I say the bracha quietly. In my home, I said I don't say the bracha quietly. I don't. I don't, I don't like it record on the recording. And the, it's questionable whether you're supposed to answer amen over a Zoom. So, so I had an interesting. This is totally totally parenthetical, but my understanding is you should not answer amen. My rabbi's understanding is that you should. So Allah's are asking this question. You know, he went to Yeshiva. I was giving him the, his Arab Shabbos bracha over the phone. He says, Tasha, I answer Amen. I said, no, you should not answer Amen. Good. Some point later on, he was talking with my rabbi. And um, he didn't ask him the question. But my rabbi said, you know, when your father gives a bracha phone, of course you should answer Amen. So he says, he calls me the next week. He says, Tasha, what do I do? Rebbe told me Bavarish now in, in Yeshiva that I'm supposed to answer Amen. And you t- say, I shouldn't answer Amen. So I said, Kosman, you're in the Yeshiva. And when Rebbe's there, you know, that's Rebbe's jurisdiction, I think you should answer Amen. 
But when you move away from every jurisdiction, you'll you'll follow what I said and not answer on this. Okay, so that's anyway, and and the and the parentheses. Right. So one of the challenges we have with davening is um, the fact that we're repeating the same things again and again and again, and that becomes you know stale. And I was thinking about it that there may be a way to look at it that that, that should not necessarily be the automatic assumption. It says you know I it says I. That in the world of relationships, things can be repeated and they're not stale. Right? Your wife makes you breakfast, right? That, and she makes it makes it three times in a row. It's, oh, it's so stale. It's breakfast. Well, she made breakfast. A husband says to his wife, "I love you." Now, in a whole in a normal marriage, he said that Mustafa more than once in his marriage. You know, there's a story about a fellow who comes to the rov. This guy was a big lambdan. And the wife is upset, you know, they come to the rub and the, she says, what's the problem? And the wife says, you know, my husband never says I love you. So the rub says to her husband, is that true? And he said, yes. And he says, why do you say I love you? He says, I don't understand. We, we got married. The day I got married, I said I love you. And the Zenur Chazaka, Chazaka says that once you establish something, it remains the fact forever. So, of course, I still love her. Why have to keep repeating myself? It's a waste of words. It's the Din Chazaka. Right? That's not how we work, right? We say I love you more than once or more than twice. Is it stale? No. Why is it not stale? Because the, the love I love you that I'm saying for today is not because I loved you yesterday, I loved you three weeks ago, and I loved you five years ago. It's because right now I love you. So therefore, what I'm saying is fresh. And a matter of fact, the fact that I've had so many years of experience of loving you makes my love you even stronger. So we get up to Kodesh Baruch and we say, Mordani Lefanecha. So I say Mordani Lefanecha today because, because I said it yesterday, it's Taka Stale. I already said it yesterday. But I say Mordani Lefanecha because right now I appreciate the fact that, that, I, that I have life. Why, why is that stale? It's the same words. Mechadesh, you have to say new words. You can use the same words because in the world of relationships, as long as the relationship is fresh, the words are fresh also. So how do we, how do we make the relationship fresh? We see a, the Bershom's chesed to us, and, and we react to that. The Bershom is So the more we are maven and maker, the Bershom's chesed, in our lives, the, 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 the more fresh our davening is going to be. So if a person st- stops for one second, he walks into the shul, and he says, you know, there are 12 people here. No, there's 18 people here. There's 47 people here, according to the county guidelines. Whatever the number is that you're allowed to have, right? You know, right? It used to be there used to be like 100 people there once upon a time, but you know, the, 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 you know, whatever the number is, right? I quite couldn't control myself to be cynical for a moment about, about the, the numbers. Right? You see, he's living in Baltimore, and you think the whole thing, he's just smiling over there. You know, you know. Right, right. So. Somebody asked me, do you make a bracha when you get the vaccine? He says, it depends. If you live in, in, in Silver Spring, you do. You say, Matera Surim. You have touched and take out, a, take out a lockdown. You live in, Bal- you live in, in, in Brooklyn. Well, what, what, what's the bracha bracha? You got pain. You got a shot in your arm. What's the bracha? <laughs> okay, anyway. So, you walk into the show and you stop for one second and you think about the, the chesed version done in you, but think about, there's so many wonderful people here. 
who have different ways of looking at something, and it, it, it makes my life so much more rich. And Kodesh Baruch Hu made that. Thank you, Hashem. And then Davin. And, you know, there's just the small different things which we see in our lives. If we can expand the beyond, yes, Baruch Hashem, I'm able to walk. You know, that, that is something, you know, we, st- we don't think about the fact to be able to walk. I mean, you, you need to have a, go through a tukuba where you're not able to walk a little bit to really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> and maybe we, we went through a tukuba where we, we didn't really have that, that, that interface with other people. And now we're getting it back. So now for sure it's fresh. It's so nice to interface with somebody. We enjoy that so much. It, it enriches our lives. It expands our horizons. It makes us feel part of something bigger than ourselves. It, 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 and, and that's all exp- expressions of Kaddish Baruch chesed and love for us. So I, you know, we just hop that moment for a moment, and then, and then, then we say we talk about the Bershom as the, the, in the in the plural. The Bershom is 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 Elokeinu, etc. It has that much more depth to us. So the 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 the, the thank you, the Baruch, is today's fresh Baruch. It's not yesterday's Baruch. Okay, that's the thought.